superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia, and it's championship week, and it's time to get the right players in our lineup. So it's time for the starts. The guys that we want to get in those lineups to help us win fantasy championships and ultimately fantasy football glory that really nobody really cares about in your family or your friends. Uh, I can tell you like you're not going to go use this as something that's going to be on your resume, but you're going to know you're going to know if you're a fantasy champion in your heart. And that's why we play the game because it's all about the emotional attachment to fantasy football. And we have a lot of attachment issues here when it comes to fantasy football, but the boys and I are going to help you get through, get you to the top of the mountain and help you win the fantasy football trophy or belt or ring but you got to win something. Hopefully, you know, maybe there's a prize money. I don't know. But hopefully there's something that you're winning there or at least pride. At the very least, you got some pride, which might have abandoned this trio a long time ago. To help us do it, Derrickson is here. D-Bro, Derek Brown, the king of bros. And of course, Andrew Erickson, the undertaker, under son as well. We're going to go through the names that you want in your lineups. Don't forget, Fantasy Pros tools are always available to help you get all the right players in your lineups as well. Starts gentlemen let's jump right into things here and let's start with the must start running backs and uh, in a time where we're a little desperate there's actually some names out there that might be pretty helpful that you can actually even pick up believe it or not one of them recently was probably picked up in some leagues we'll see if he's still floating around there but we got to start with the guy in Kansas City so Andrew Erickson looks like a guy might have the backfield to himself this week against the Cincinnati Bengals let's talk about him Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, yeah, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. We've seen him in the starter role a couple weeks ago when Isaiah Pacheco was missing games, but that was also with Jarek McKinnon also still active on the roster. Mm -hmm. Jarek McKinnon has been now placed on IR, placed on IR last week. So we're looking at CEH seeing not only the early down role, but also the pass catching role, which he's actually been much better than in years past, especially against my Patriots. That's where he looked the best was in that pass catching (laughs) role. So the matchup, is great against the Bengals. The Bengals have arguably the worst defense in the NFL, especially against the run. So I think Edward Talaire can be more effective as a rusher. If Isaiah Pacheco doesn't play in this game, he's dealing with a concussion. He's also dealing with like a shoulder injury. He's dealing with a bunch of different injuries. So I think Edward Talaire is set up really well to take on a 60% plus snap share in this backfield. It's the Chiefs offense. Again, not great, but attaching yourself to Patrick Mahomes, I think more often than not, is going to be a better bet most weeks than not. So I, I like Edward Teller. I think that he's a strong start this week. And if you're looking for upside at running back, like this is the guy I like to play is Clyde Teller. It feels gross because he's been a backup, but I mean, he's done enough, I think, with the touches he's seen in the last couple of weeks when Pajega was missing to give me more confidence rather than just kind of like throwing him out there. Okay, he should be the starter. No, I feel pretty confident about his workload being pretty hefty, especially as a receiver out of the backfield with no Jarek McKinnon. I agree. I love the matchup, too. I can only imagine on the DFS show over on Betting Pros how much uh, Derek Brown and I are going to like him this week because look, it's a great matchup against Cincinnati. Great price. He's still undervalued, but this is about championships here. It's season long. Debro, give me a running back that you're excited to start in week 17 for all the marbles. Well, man, we've gotten here. 
Devon Achan has been a guy that's been sitting in your <laughs> roster, and you say, do I play him, do I not? And in yeah. saying this, I understand that he was a DMP on Wednesday. He didn't practice with the toe issue, but is assuming the practice reports look better as the week goes on, I think you have to play Devon Achan this week. He played 55% of the snaps last week. That was his highest snap rate since week 13. And you can run on the Baltimore Ravens since week 10. 12th highest explosive run rate, ninth lowest stuff rate. You can run on this team. That needs to be the onus uh, and the thing that the Dolphins focus on this week and just run the ball down the Ravens' throats. I was surprised the 49ers didn't do it last week, but here we are. I think Mike McDaniel is going to say, I see you, Shanny, and I see what you didn't do. We're going to correct that. All right, we'll see if that correction does indeed take place. Uh, let's go to another one of Erickson's running backs that you're excited about starting in championship week 17. Travis Etienne Jr. I know it's been rough the last couple of weeks as the Jaguars offense has kind of spiraled, but I still think <laughs> Etienne can be a league winner and he's going to cement his status as a league winner here in week 17. He was great to start the year. He's obviously fallen off in recent weeks, like I mentioned, but look, we saw Aaron Jones basically be useless for the entire fantasy football <laughs> season until he played the Panthers. <laughs> And that's what Travis Etienne gets this week. So with pass catchers banged up, with Trevor Lawrence banged up, I think that the Jaguars have to turn the offense over to Travis Etienne in this plus matchup against the Carolina Panthers. They need to get a win here. I think they should go back to the basics. Let's run the football with Travis Etienne. He's explosive. I think that he delivers for fantasy managers that are still left with him in week 17. Yeah, look, uh, the Jags better be uh, counting their lucky stars here that uh, they get Carolina at this time in the year, too, because they need a W and a good performance in the worst way, that team. All right, let's get to the next one here. D-Bro, give me a running back that you feel good about in Week 17. Might sound gross, but I'm playing Najee Harris, man. The matchup lines up. Uh, Seattle since Week 10, eighth most rushing yards allowed per game, seventh highest explosive run rate, and... I mean, Najee's been the goal line guy. He's been the guy getting most of the snaps. I love Jalen Warren. You got to play him too. That's fine. I get it. But Najee's going to get the red zone work. He keeps getting it week after week after week. And he's going to get the goal line totes this week. So play him. Yeah, it was a rough couple weeks there. Three weeks in a row under double digit points. And then last week against Cincinnati put up the 14 spot. So I mean, like it's been an up and down year. He's finished his wider excuse me uh, rb28 right now um not the greatest place to be but in this particular week in this particular matchup certainly does make sense all right back to you andrew erickson give me one more running back that you feel good about for all the marbles going with devin singletary uh talking about the houston texans in this matchup against the tennessee titans at home now devin singletary took advantage of this titans defense just two weeks ago 121 rushing yards on 31 touches for Devin Singletary so I know the Titans are still kind of viewed as this oh you can throw on them you can't really run on them not really the case you know Jeffrey Simmons has been missing games he's not healthy so their defensive line has not been nearly as good CJ Stroud coming back from concussion okay maybe they look to establish the run they were able to do it two weeks ago with Devin Singletary so why wouldn't they do it again and I just want to point out that again last week in the blowout loss to the Cleveland Browns Devin Singletary was the guy in the first half. Like he commanded 10 of the 13 backfield touches overall. Damian Pierce didn't sniff the game really until the fourth quarter. I mean, they had seven offensive plays in the third quarter, and then they put the backups in in the fourth quarter when Devin Singletary wasn't on the field. So even though his final snap share was 44%, that's not really indicative of how they view him. He is still the bell cow. And the fact that he saw 30 plus touches against in his very same matchup, I would not be low on Singletary. And I wasn't really sure how I felt about him when I first did my ranking. I was like, mm, Singletary didn't like what he looked like last week. But 
it was so game script driven of why he wasn't mm-hmm. used more because they were just getting absolutely blown out against Joe Flacco and the Browns. So I think that Singletary, again, you may be hesitant to go back to him just looking at the box score, but I think the underlying usage points to, hey, I think this is a spot where you can trust Singletary and with Stroud back. Like if this offense is going to, I mean, the Texans are five point favorites at home. Like if they're scoring points, like Singletary is the guy that's going to get the rock, especially in the red zone. So I think Singletary mm-hmm. is someone you can go back to this week. So despite the fact that it is the Tennessee Titans, and we know they are very good against the run, you well, still don't have Jeffrey Simmons. feel pretty confident. They don't have Simmons. Well, like, that's he true. matters Without a Simmons, lot. That's, a different thing. Yeah. that's true. That is a fair point. All right. Let's get to one last RBD, bro. You've got a guy here that also you want to basically bounce back with here. And uh, he plays in Minnesota. Let's talk about him. I told everybody to sit Ty Chandler last week. Everybody's like, oh, I need, I need to play Ty Chandler. I need, to, I need to play him on RB2. I need to play him. And I'm like, no, the matchup is terrible. And Ty Chandler didn't do anything. He had eight touches, scored 17 touchdown. total yards. He scored the touchdown, and that's the only thing that's possibly saved his day. Well, Although, he scored the touchdown, but to that point, seven point, that's seven still points. Like eight points. Like, not good. Eight half PPR points. So, like, not nothing. God forbid if he's not. I know, I know. Not but he, good. But, like, that was threading the needle there but continue but as, D. as bad as he was he still played 65 percent of the snaps he still got all of the red zone work and we look we know that you can run on the green bay packers so while i was off the ty chandler bandwagon last week i'm firing him up confidently this week as an rb2 he could put up rb1 production this week and I, that's not crazy to say we've seen him do it already in a great matchup versus the Bengals. what is the packers same thing and now we're talking about there's no TJ Hawkinson. Are they going to just lean mm-hmm. on the run more and they can possibly do that? So fire up Ty Chandler this week. Yeah, the Hawkinson injury is a big bummer oh, too. so uh, bad because that's going to put him behind thing that's next not year talked too. about that is like, and that, mm, the, the tackle, like, tell me he didn't go a little bit low and at the knee there. I mean, that's, well, that's look, rough, man. Uh, at the end of the day, all that matters is like, he's going to be out for the next, you know, nine, 10 months. And that's going to be, you know, you're, it's you're gonna not going to start the season. With, yeah. You're not going to no. start the season with TJ Hawkinson. I'd be very surprised if he was out there for the first week or the first month of the season, to be honest, yep. like that's more realistic when you're thinking about it before we get to a little, who should I start? Don't forget, everybody, it's not just NFL season. It's also college football season, too. And it's time for the parade in Pasadena. Tradition meets college football action in one epic ball game. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make every single play count. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on college football. Right now, you can go over to Betting Pros uh, and you can check out our content over there on our YouTube channel. We've got all the bowl coverage, predictions, everything you possibly need there with Thor and Bogman and our team. So go make your wagers responsibly and smartly by watching that coverage first and listening to the, the true experts there when it comes to the Rose Bowl and all the other college football action. And while you're listening to that, you might as well download the app right now for DraftKings Sportsbook and use that promo code FANTASYPROS when you do. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on college football only at DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo code Fantasy Pros, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 100 
168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. All right, gentlemen, let's play a little Who Should I Start here with the Who Should I Start tool, fantasypros.com slash start. It's free. Number 29, Jalen Warren, not Najee Harris, but Jalen Warren against number 30, Jerome Ford. I'm going to start with you, Derek Brown, on this one, because I know you love Jalen Warren. So does Warren get the nod over Ford tonight against the Jets? I'm playing Jalen Warren. I'm going with okay. him. And um, man, so can we rewind for just a second? How, sure. how, okay, the Giants play at home this week without Tommy Cutlets playing, and you said all the Italians are going to boycott the game. <laughs> I don't think they're going to boycott what's, the game. What's the I'm saying look like at the Giant Stadium this week. I'm saying look, no Tommy you know, I, Look, I just hosted three straight Christmases at my house. Okay, <laughs> the second Christmas we had 18 Italians at my house, right? And you know, at a certain and time, none were going to the tired. Giants game. <laughs> they're tired from the holidays. They got all these leftovers. They're like, "What am I going to do? I'm going to go sit out there in the pouring rain <laughs> and watch Tyrod Taylor. That's not my cousin, Tommy DeVito. That's my relative." I'm going to sit at home and I'm going to relax. I'm going to eat these leftovers and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to put my tickets up on game time. That's what's going to happen. Oh my God. I'm just telling you, I know my people. I know. I just need, I need to hear this. I need to hear this from the epicenter of Tommy Cutlass. The Giants, but look, you know, the oh, catering, man. you know, the catering alone is very expensive when they go to the games. You saw, you saw, look, all those chicken cutlet stations they had yeah. outside in the parking lot. I mean, sign me up for that. Dude, mm. let me tell you, sign me up for that. You put out a whole giant thing of chicken cutlets, I'm going to crush that. All right, who's going to crush? <sighs> Jalen Warren, Jerome Ford, you say Jalen Warren. Jalen there you Warren. go. We're going to move on. <laughs> Clyde Ward's Delaire, or I know I'm going to throw this out there too. If Josh Jacobs' situation, you know, has been great. Zamir mm. White is another guy kind of similar in that vein of, okay, could have the backfield to himself. Erickson, if we get all that clarity about that, Zamir White or Clyde Ward's Delaire? I just think, I mean, I think Josh Jacobs is going to play, so I'm going to play. Okay. Every I don't think he plays. I'll throw I mean, they said he was, okay, well, they they said he was world... placed to, he was coming close to playing last week. He was like, the, he was like the coach that was going to play last week. Right. I, th- I, I think also Antonio heard Pierce that George was R. R. Martin that. was going to finish a Game of Thrones book, but that yeah. hasn't happened either. Fair, so, fair, fair. Question, let's, let's play the scenario out for the people on the podcast here. What if, let's say Jacobs is out, Zamir full workload, Zamir or Clyde Rizalaire? I'm still taking Edwards Hilaire. I am too. Just want to. I'm playing Ask CEH, but I, I to, to throw this out there for people, mm-hmm. I have I have both of them ranked like Josh Jacobs is not playing right now. I've got CEH or RB sixteen. I've got Zamir White at RB seventeen. I mean, like, just looking both at them, great I mean, spots. Looking at the matchups, play both. I mean, the Raiders are still on the road though. Like the Chiefs are playing at home against that. the Bengals. Like just look, looking at the like the peripheral matchups. Like you have the Chiefs at home against the Bengals versus the Raiders on the road against the Colts. Like and the Colts have not been playing good, and the Raiders are fired up. The Colts have won five of the last seven games. Okay, and they lost last week and got demolished. Yeah, and the Raiders are going to run the the ball down their throats on the road. They were playing on the road. They're playing at home this week. It matters. Don't don't care. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Mommy and daddy fight. Don't care. My favorite. The Raiders have not. The Raiders have won one game on the road with Aiden O'Connell. It was last week when they had two defensive turnovers. It's a pretty big one. How many of those other games were Josh McDaniels led? Aiden O'Connell. We throw that up one. I watched Aiden O'Connell in college. I watched him in the pros. Aiden O'Connell is not an NFL quarterback, in my opinion. That's my opinion. That's my evaluation of it. Going through all the years of writing up quarterbacks for the Black Book, doing all the things I do, quarterback. I just don't think that's a guy. Do now, you think they stick with him said, next year? 
I'm going to throw Next that out year, to you. if Antonio Pierce, and I think he deserves this job, and I, I think don't think the Raiders it. are going to make the same, you know, they made this mistake a couple years ago when they fired Gruden and everybody loved the replacement and everybody fought and played Basachi hard and they too. almost want to put they him They shouldn't Basachi have fired great. Right. But people think that I'm biased because, you know, the Italians, I don't want them to get fired, but that's <laughs> besides the point. But they can't make that same mistake twice. This team has yeah. rallied and played well for Pierce and Pierce mm-hmm. is good for this team and clearly has their ear. And if you give him a quarterback next year, you might have a very competitive team because this year the Chiefs took a big step back. I don't know what that Chiefs team is going to look like next year, how it rebuilds back. We'll see. Uh, and also the Denver Broncos clearly moving on with their quarterback situation, too. So a lot of flux and you're going to have a new head coach uh, with the Chargers. So at AFC West. Kind of open for business right now. Let's get to the wide receivers to start. Debro, kick us off. Who's a guy you got to get in there this week for week 17? Got to be playing Brandon Cooks, man. Absolute shootout. The matchup is fantastic. Um, Since week 11, the Lions have the 12th highest single high rate. Brandon Cooks has destroyed single high 2.3 yards per route run since week eight. Fire him up, man. I'm going to have Brandon Cooks is going to comfortably be a top 30 wide receiver for me this week. All right, Andrew Erickson, give me a wide receiver. You're excited to start in week 17. Jaden Reed, uh, open with a limited practice this week. I think that he's going to be back in the starting lineup for the Green Bay Packers. Vikings have allowed the second most receptions to wide receivers this season, and that's because they blitz a ton, which means the quarterback has to get the ball out quick. And where is Jordan Love's number one check down option at receiver is Jaden Reed. Like, they do not run a lot of go routes with him necessarily, especially in recent weeks when he's been healthy. Like, he's the guy that's seeing a lot of the targets around the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, he's going to get peppered with looks here in the slot against the Vikings. We saw it last week with Amon Ross St. Brown. Ton of targets, ton of receptions working inside the slot. So, I like Jaden Reed a lot. Went four for 83 when his teams last met. He had six targets in that game. So, if he's healthy, he is in my starting lineup and my highest ranked Green Bay Packers wide receiver. Debro, you've got a Seattle Seahawks wide receiver, a little banged up right now, but you still feel good about starting him. Hopefully he is playing this weekend. Your thoughts on JSN? Yeah, I'm going to fire him up, um, assuming that he's playing this week. I mean, he leads the team with three end zone targets against single high coverage. Since week 11, Pittsburgh's the seventh highest rate of single high. And not only that, 15% target share. Pittsburgh has been vulnerable versus uh, slot wide receivers and this has been over weeks and weeks and weeks since week 10, second most PPR points per target to opposing slot wide receivers. So assuming JSN is healthy and he plays or healthy enough to play, I think he has a good day. It seems like a lot of targets are what's next for Chris Godwin, Erickson. Yeah, I love Chris Godwin in this matchup. You're looking at the target totals over the last three weeks, 11, 12, 11, 53 or, or more yards in three straight games. And I like the Saints as a slot tunnel defense. They've allowed more than twice the production to slot receivers and perimeter ones this season. And Godwin had a monster game the last time these teams played each other. 114 yards on 11 targets and eight catches. So, yeah, even though there is no Marshawn Lattimore, I still think that Mike Evans is going to have a good game. But I just think that we just continue to see the Buccaneers offense just be super productive. And Chris Godwin has been on a tear. And I think you continue to ride that here in this matchup. All right, let's get to another wide receiver for you, Derek Brown. All this Packers love, man. You know, Fitz is somewhere like his ears are burning, his loins are tangling. Like it's a good time to be a <laughs> Packers fan this week, but you need to fire up Romeo Dobbs, man. And I, I look, I'm not telling you that he's going to outproduce Jay and Reed, but I love Romeo Dobbs this week. Uh, looking at this matchup for him, uh, Minnesota has been extremely heavy as far as too high coverage since week 11, third highest rate of it. That's been Romeo Dobbs bag, man. Versus too high, leads the team with an 18.3% target share, 22% first reach here against too high. So Romeo Dobbs, 
I'm going to have him ranked aggressively this week. Then he, I think he really comes through for fantasy managers. All right, so Romeo Dobbs is in. How about you, Andrew Erickson? Is there one more wide receiver you would like to start in week 17? Yes, Houston Texans wide receiver Nico Collins. Seventh in points per game since week nine. Five-game sample size when he's been healthy. Over 16 fantasy points per game. Titans are a great matchup. Half of the Titans secondary is on injured reserve or is hurt. Sean Murphy Bunting's hurt. Christian Fulton's hurt. Like, all these guys are hurt. So, with CJ Shroud back under center, I love Nico Collins. I'd start him over Stephon Diggs. I feel confident about starting Nico Collins this week. Let's take a quick break in the action. We talk a lot about what makes winners on this show. And there's one thing all teams, coaches, and players have in common, and that's preparation. Planning is the key for everyday life, too. And a great way to be prepared for the unexpected is to join Air MedCare Network, America's largest air ambulance membership network. Air MedCare Network providers operate state-of-the-art helicopters that can respond to critically ill or injured patients who need emergency medical transport. These flights can be very expensive, but as an Air MedCare Network member, you won't see a bill for your flight when flown by one of their providers. That's right, you'd pay nothing. You can become a member of Air MedCare Network for just $99 per year, and right now our listeners get up to an $80 MasterCard or Amazon e-gift card when they join and use that offer code FANTASYPROS. That's FANTASYPROS, one word, no spaces, Fantasy Pros make financial peace of mind part of your game plan. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash fantasy pros. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash fantasy pros today. And now back to the action. All right, let's go and play a little game of who should I start? Jacoby Myers, wide receiver 34 right now in ECR against Indy or JSN, Jackson Smith in Jigba against Pittsburgh. JSN's your guy, D bro, but I'm going to test the waters. Myers or JSN? JSN, baby. It's easy. I agree. All right, uh, let's go for another one of uh, Debro's guys, but instead, I'm going to ask Erickson, because he's an expert on Packers wide receivers, <laughs> Romeo Dobbs at 41, or Josh Palmer at 42? I'll start Dobbs. Yes. Dobbs it is. Yes. Okay, all right, let's get to some of the quarterbacks, tight ends, and defensive uh, special teams that we feel good about that can help us win a fantasy football championship. Erickson, why don't you go first? Give me the quarterback you feel good about starting here. This is, might be a hot take for a lot of people, but I uh, let's get to the action. Start Patrick Mahomes. Bengals, one of the most passing yards per game over the last four weeks. So I know Mahomes has been super frustrating to own over the last what yeah the entire season basically <laughs> um but yeah you got to start him like well look he not... still put up 18 points last week yeah so but he was for all that frustration out... yeah, still where 18. did he finish in quarterbacks qb 16 exactly that's not good <laughs> like so that's, yeah that's like two flaccos you, you need you need two of him to make up one flacco. exactly so i just i, I just want to <laughs> be checks out i want to be transparent with people that like this is not to oh i should abandon chip on my homes and try to get one of these streaming guys like i want to pick up nick mullins and play over patrick Mahomes. like I can't do that. Don't Even though Mullins cute. has a good matchup, Mullins may not finish the game. So, so like that's way more risk than I'm willing to take on in my championship when I have Patrick freaking Mahomes on my team. I'm starting against the Bengals. All right, fair enough. It's time to get Patrick Mahomes back in lineups or not overplay. Now, here's an interesting one because one of the guys you just dropped in there is a guy Debro actually does want to start. So I want to have this conversation. So Debro, who's that guy? I mean, it is Nick Mullins. Have we not seen, and then all the Packers love comes to a screeching halt right now. Have we not seen what the Packers' pass defenses look like? They made Bryce Young look like a, like a competent NFL quarterback last week. Like, come on, people. Since week 11, third highest yards per attempt, third highest passing yards per game allowed. So, might be kind of queasy to start Nick Mullins, but I, I care about fantasy points scored, and I think Nick Mullins does it this week. What if he gets what, what? What's your risk tolerance with him? Like, because if he goes out and throws a pick, like he's gonna get benched. 
Like for who? For Josh Dobbs? For Jaron Hall? For Jaron Hall? They no, haven't even, they haven't even announced Nick Mullins as a starting Hall. quarterback this week. So no, I, I want I want to have this conversation because this is a real risk okay. that you if you're starting Nick Mullins and he throws out a pick, he may not finish the game, and that doesn't, QB 14. doesn't matter how good the match is against enough? the Packers. What do you have him ranked? QB fourteen. Is that high enough? I mean, how are you going to start him then if it's at a twelve team league? If he's QB fourteen. In most teams that are in the championships, they're not a having to go to Nick Mullins anyway. We're talking about quarterbacks. I mean, really, like, I, I, I didn't pick Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, there's that, Erickson. So, I don't know. So, wait, would you start Mullins over Mahomes, Debro, or no? That's crazy for you. No, I'm not doing that. I mean, okay, that, that's the I, major If it was a tougher here. matchup for Mahomes, I think <laughs> it's in play, but it's the Bengals. No, there's what about no Tua? way. But, I mean, I'd start him over Tua. I'd start him over Kyler. Tell me why By not. By the way, fun, fun fact, just kind of looking through here since week 14, Joe Flacco has 1,053 passing Good yards. Lord. Jake Browning has 934. Matthew Stafford has 880. And just for fun, Patrick Mahomes, 811. He's actually fifth in passing yards over the last several weeks. So that's just something where if you are starting to get a little cold feet about Mahomes and finishing outside of QB1, just keep in mind, like, he is still in that elite territory in terms of yardage. I know... The efficiency and the getting the touchdowns and all the other things have not really happened, but that's been a struggle bus all year for the Chiefs offense. And we hoped it would turn around. There were opportunities we thought it was going to, and they have not taken opportunities by the you-know-what and taking control of them. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Derek Brown, tight end that you feel good about starting in Week 17. Well, talking about it, guys, look, if you're playing matchups and you're going with the streaming options this week, uh, and honestly... It, Talking about starting him over guys like Dalton Kincaid, Dalton Schultz. I'd, I'd play Kate Otten, man. Um, you're looking at uh, his production over the last few games. He's got nine red zone targets over his last seven games. He scored the last time they played the Saints. Saints have not been defending tight ends well at all this year. 12th highest yards per reception allowed. Fourth most receiving touchdowns allowed to tight ends. So get Kate Otten in there. All right, Kate Otten is in. Erickson, who's in a tight end for you for Week 17? Gerald Everett. He has 20 targets yep. over the Good last call. three weeks from Easton Stick, and he's facing the Broncos, who are just the stone-cold worst defense against tight ends. So I, I didn't I didn't expect this to be the way that Mount Everett erupted this year with Easton Stick, <laughs> but uh, here we are. Nice done. Mount Everett. That was nicely wow. done. Yeah, was nice that was, I don't know <laughs> if I can ever recover for that. We should just end the show now, but we got yeah, defense to talk about. Nice. So I guess we should talk about the defenses. Uh, all right, let's talk about it. You're right, 24 <laughs> targets since week 14. Oof. The only ones that have more, Kelsey Ferguson and Joku and Ingram. That's 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 elite. That's elite territory. Uh, Erickson, streaming defense perhaps you feel good about in week 17 for the championship. Yeah, same matchup, uh, Denver Broncos. Chargers, number one team for opposing defenses last four weeks in fantasy points scored. And the last time the Broncos faced the Chargers, they were the number three defense overall on the week. So, again, continue to start your DSTs against the hockey stick himself. There you go. D-Bro, you going to go back to the well again with the Bears with me? I'm a little, my yep. confidence is shaken after last week. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one game, baby. It's one game. I'm not going to get crazy. <laughs> They're playing the freaking Falcons. It's Taylor Heineke and Arthur Smith provides. So, Chicago, since week 11, DST3 in fantasy. They had one hiccup. I'm not off the train. Let's play the Bears. All right. All right. I feel good again. <laughs> Sits. It's time to look at the sits for week 17. And this is the hardest thing because Erickson, as you well know, sometimes even the best fantasy managers start to overmanage things, start to look a little bit uh, closer at some of these matchups, maybe too close, maybe overthink. I'm getting a lot of questions already. 
uh, about some of these sits already. Have you seen this too, where people are starting to get cute at the end and it might cost them a fantasy championship? 100%. And I try to tell people, you guys made it to the championship week because you're a good fantasy football manager. Like, don't change your entire process now that you're in week 17. Like, you've made it this far by making the right decisions that work out most of the time. Now you have not hit at 100% rate. Nobody does. Nobody always makes the right start decisions every single week. But if you make more of the right calls and less of the wrong calls, you want to be looking at your opponent's roster and want them to make those cute decisions where they're really trying to, oh, I don't know, like this guy's got a bad matchup and maybe overlooking some other things. So don't be that manager. Let your opponents do that. Let your opponents overthink their matchups and not start their studs. So that's the way that I would approach this week. Speaking of being too cute, Derek Brown, let's go to you for a second, if you will. Uh, <laughs> words, you have... words that are usually not involved in the same <laughs> sense for me. <laughs> now, when you have the championship laying out there for you, obviously, you know, this is that time where you also, you know, trust the process of where you've been. But the matchups are important, especially when you're talking about some of the flex plays and some of the other issues like wide receiver three and all the injuries we've had, not to mention more changes at quarterback. Russell Wilson's not playing anymore. So that's another change. Tyrod Taylor's taking over. So there's some more unknowns. You could even throw Jacoby Brissett into that conversation too. It seems like every week of the season we've had unknowns and championship Sunday is going to be no different. It's going to be wild, man. It's going to be a wild week. Um, with all the, the moving parts of quarterbacks and offenses changing and NFL teams switching over from how do we win games to how do we win the NFL draft? It's all, it's all going to mm -hmm. be interesting, Joe. And, and that's, I think just to put a, put a bow on this, don't get too cute. Like we get, I get questions of the discord. It all last week. I'm going to get them again. Like I'm starting Brock Purdy, but he's starting uh Debo Samuel. She's starting Brandon. Ayuk. do I, do I play Brock Purdy or do I not like play your studs, just, just play, play your best players, play the players to get points. It's that simple. Like, come on. And if you're, right. and if you're not sure if a player is a stud, they probably aren't like, like that, like that's the question. So Fair. If you're, you're questioning, is this guy a stud? Then he's probably not a stud. Am I a you stud, should have Andrew? To question your studs. Yeah. Am I a stud, Andrew? Right. Well, Joe, All if right, you have to ask question. the question. I was going to say, if I have to ask it, I'm not. All right, let's get to the answer. Who might not be studs for week 17. And let's start with the running backs. Who are the guys that uh, might be riding the pine? Erickson, we'll start with you. Who is the first guy on your list? Derek Henry. Sitting up Ooh. this week. Because number one, he's not a stud. Because he's been way too inconsistent all year long. Mm. Yes, he's had some good weeks, but he's had a lot of bad weeks too. And most of his bad weeks are games when he plays on the road. The Titans have stark home road splits this year, whether it's Tannehill, whether it's Will Levis, doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They play worse when they play on the road. And he's facing the Texans. Two weeks ago, Texans held Derrick Henry to nine rushing yards. Nine on 16 carries. RB 53 overall. So with the Titans playing on the road this week, this is probably Derrick Henry's last game as a Tennessee Titan. Now, he had a good game last week, scored a couple touchdowns, but the rushing production was not there. So unless he's going to be scoring touchdowns left and right, I think Derrick Henry is a very low upside play this week. I have him at the bottom of my RB2 rankings, and I just don't think that he's going to give you enough in a tough matchup against the Texans, who have allowed under 55 rushing yards per game over their last four matchups to running backs. Derrick Henry is a floor play at best that you're hoping Maybe he gets 10 points this week. So I think there's way better paths to upside in your fantasy championship than Derrick Henry. All right, Debra, who's a running back that's not making the cut for you in the lineup for week 17? I know we've we've seen a lot of touchdowns on this guy, but it's got to be Gus Edwards. Miami Dolphins have been just an amazing run defense, amazing defense overall, really. 
But since week 11, Miami allowing the second lowest rushing yards per game, 12th lowest missed tackle rate. Yeah, the bus is staying in the garage this week. <laughs> oh, that's so sad to me. I mean, Gus Edwards has been there for us every year, mm-hmm. it feels like, the last couple of seasons, especially down the stretch. And everyone's trying to replace him all the time. Heck, the Ravens try to replace him all the time. He keeps falling the end zone. But I understand there's probably better uh, guys to potentially start, even like a Clyward's Lair who might have the backfield all to himself at this point, the way things are going for the Chiefs with their health issues. But uh, let's go back to you, Erickson, another running back that you have concerns with this week in the NFL. Aaron Jones. Uh, Andrews had a great mm-hmm. week last week, but he's also playing the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Uh, that was the best match you could ask for for running back. This is not the case against the Minnesota Vikings, who are one of the worst matchups for running backs in the rushing game. Jones played 52% of the snaps last week. AJ Dillon somehow made it back into the lineup with a fractured thumb and scored a touchdown away from Aaron Jones. It's by Aaron Jones seeing eight red zone touches, did not score a touchdown. Uh, AJ Dillon should be another week healthier from the thumb injury. And you know who's back on the injury report this week? Aaron Jones. Mm, so Aaron again, Jones. he has been someone that's been impossible to trust at any point during the season. Last week was the best spot for him. He delivered, but I would not be chasing that into this, this week against the Vikings, a much tougher matchup. You're expecting to say AJ Dillon probably play a little bit more. And last time he placed the Vikings, he was RB 35. So again, just another running back where I'm like, I think there are better paths to success and Jones carries too much risk with him with other running backs getting involved with his own re-injury risk and the matchup not being great. I think Aaron Jones is again, another low ceiling play this week. All right, Derek, is there another guy you think has a low ceiling or even a low floor that kind of scares you in week 17? I I think the house is burning. I I don't, I don't even know what to do with, with any running back in Chicago. Just when we thought it was safe to go back outside and we thought it was safe to play Roshan Johnson. And you see Deontay Foreman got ruled out last week. Padoom! Then comes in Khalil Herbert, and he says, nah, ah, ah. I, I, I can't start any of these guys. And it's not just the fact that we have no clue who's going to get the work, uh, assuming Foreman is active. We still have no clue who's going to get the work. But the matchup is terrible, too. You look at Atlanta over their last five games, third lowest rushing touchdown rate allowed, fifth lowest yards of contact per attempt. For everybody that, that played Jonathan Taylor last week, you see what happens when you play a running back against the Falcons. He scored a touchdown, but that that's really, that's it. That saved his day. Besides that, he did nothing. And so I'm not playing this Russian roulette because I'm afraid I'm going to pick the wrong one. It's probably going to happen, man. Yeah, uh, understandably so. Whether they're all healthy or <laughs> all banged up, it doesn't seem to give us any clarity uh, of what's going on Eberflust. with that backfield. All we all got Eberflust. Heberflust, Heberflust. Uh, all right, uh, back to you, Erickson. Give me one more running back that scares the bejesus out of you in week 17. Antonio Gibson. And this <laughs> is really more of, look, it looks like Brian Robinson may not play. Chris Rodriguez was in a boot after the game. He was taking over as the lead back on early downs. And it's like, okay, like maybe Gibson will finally get a three down <laughs> roll. Negative game script against the 49ers. But we've been down this path already this year. And he just doesn't get a full-time role. Like you're going to see Derek Gore out there from his <laughs> his ties to Kansas City and Eric Bieniemy, Derek Gore is going to have more carries than Antonio Gibson is. Just that, that's what's going to happen. So Gibson will cup, cut, catch a couple passes here and there. But with Jacoby Brissett under center last week, Antonio Gibson had one target. Like Brissett is not taking over quarterback duties to check the ball down to Antonio Gibson. Like that's not what he's going to be doing. He's going to be out there slinging it to these wide receivers, trying to play catch against the 49ers offense that's going to score 
60 points on the commanders this week. So even though it seems like Gibson would be a good game script play, you know, with additional work, maybe on early downs, he's not going to get goal line work. And this team has shown us under this new regime or the current regime that they just don't want Gibson in a three down role. So as enticing as it may look when Brian Robinson gets ruled out, Chris Rodriguez gets rolled out like, Oh, Antonio Gibson three down back. I just, I can't trust it, especially in the championship week. So I'm going to fade Antonio Gibson. Derek, another running back you can't trust in week 17. All right. So I understand that people have to start him. I get it. But people need to understand, since Antonio Pierce took over as the head coach, this Las Vegas Raiders run defense is not one to be trifled with people. Mm -hmm. Like Jonathan Taylor, I understand if you're going to start him, but... You need to temper your expectations. And if you're setting lineups, you're going to have to find ceiling and upside in other places because it's not going to come this week for Jonathan Taylor. Since week 11, the Las Vegas Raiders, seventh lowest rushing yards per game allowed, sixth lowest rushing touchdown rate allowed, the lowest explosive run rate allowed in the NFL. This run defense is not playing around. So for everybody out there that like you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm playing JT every single week. need to consider possibly sitting him. I get if you got to play him, but you need to find ceiling elsewhere. Yeah, that's one where he's a stud and you probably are playing him. But to the earlier point we made at the beginning of the show, wide receiver three, flex spot, Mm -hmm. you're looking for a little bit more touchdown equity there, a little bit more boom potentially to make up for what could be a deficit. All right, before we get to the who should I start game here with some of these running backs that the boys uh, may or may not like, uh, you know, all these games that are going on right now, it's fun to watch them on TV, but wouldn't you rather be there, be there live to experience it? Heck, there's a lot of tickets available, especially now all my Italian cousins, they put all their tickets up for sale now that Tommy DeVito got benched. So this is the perfect time to make sure you go out there and actually go and experience some of these games here. It's a great time of year to go check some football action out, or if you want to go see a concert, a show, anything that's out there, Game Time has the tickets for. So download the Game Time app and redeem that promo code FANTASYPROS to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, it's not just for football games. You could use it for baseball games. You could use it for NBA, for NHL. It doesn't matter. Or just go experience some live music, which is a great thing for your heart, for your soul, for your mind. Get out of the house. Go do something fun. Use the Game Time app. Again, download the Game Time app and enter that promo code FANTASYPROS, all one word, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, gentlemen, let's play a little who should I start at the running back position. These guys are very close in the expert consensus rankings. You can find at fantasypros.com slash rankings, or you could use that fantasypros.com slash start tool, which is free. Let's start with number 24, James Connor at Philly against number 25, Devon Achan at Baltimore. Debro, I'm going to start with you on this one. Who would you rather start, Connor or Achan? You got one spot. Who gets the start? I'm starting James Conner confidently. I mean, he's the mm-hmm. only part of that Cardinals offense that's working. And last week we saw well, Trey McBride's working. I think well, Trey that, McBride takes offense. That's to that. fair. That's fair. That that that's absolutely. Don't you besmirch my McBride? That's Not fair. Me. That's Not fair. Not this close Good to call. the new year. Okay, but I right. will say, without outside of Trey McBride, James Conner's now getting pass game work. We saw this last week, and for everybody out there, the Eagles are not a tough run defense. You can run on them like multiple running backs weeks after weeks after weeks have shown this. So the Cardinals might not be passing the ball very well this week. They're going to run the ball. Well, play James Conner. I'm going to have him as an RB one. All right, Erickson, let's go for the next one for you. Najee Harris at Seattle at number 28 or number 31. Gus Edwards already made this list uh, for uh, Derek Brown to sit. So Edwards against Miami or Najee against Seattle. Who gets the start, Erickson? 
It's Najee Harris for me. It's yep. a good matchup okay. against the Seahawks, and he's last two weeks he's been the RB one over Jalen Warren, despite him not playing great two weeks ago and seeing his snaps dwindle, his snaps uptick last week. So they can really run the football. And Gus Edwards again is it's touchdown or bust with him every single week. So it's just more risky. And where Najee is the goal line back, um, if the Steelers and the Steelers are going to score some points against Seattle. Yeah. I, I see all these advertisements too. You know, men over 40 your snaps start to dwindle. So it's something that, you know, you start to understand a little bit more about as you get older. At least they're targeting me for that. I don't know. All right, let's go to the must sit wide receivers on our list here as I've embarrassed Eric Brown profusely in that. <sighs> makes me feel warm and fuzzy. All right, Debro, wide receiver to sit. Give me one. Who do you have? Oh, man. It's going to be Calvin Ridley. And this all oh. just goes down to the matchup, man. Like the Carolina Panthers have been no joke against wide receivers. They've allowed the 12th fewest PPR points per target to perimeter wide receivers since week 10, as well as the six fewest receiving yards per game. So, yeah, not playing Calvin Ridley. Travis Etienne, eh, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> uh, is that is that part of the official tool suite of fantasy pros to get Derek <laughs> Brown? You know, you get Derek Brown sounds regarding <laughs> the feelings of certain players, right? You know how we gifts. have like... You know, like you have the faces, like we do the mock draft wizard and everything like that, where draft wizard, like, you know, like, oh, we liked your draft. We hated your draft. I think we should replace that with sounds about Derek Brown uh, making your picks uh, and how he feels about them. I like that. Erickson, you do Ridley's want people to out. use the tools, right, Joe? <laughs> I would encourage me to take guys specifically I know you don't like just to hear your disgruntled sounds. Uh, Erickson, <laughs> give me another guy that you think at the wide receiver position worries you. This is a... Very big name. I don't know how you sit him, but I want to hear oh, the case for him. I, th- I think what you do you can. Mean? How do you not know? What do you mean? He has what, one finish inside the top 45. <laughs> I know, I know he has a 100 yard game since week six. We talked Terrible. about it yesterday. Terrible. I know. Finished inside the top 45 his last six games. Who is it? Stephon Diggs. Look, you're sitting your first round pick. That's a tough Who thing cares? to do. Is he, has he been a first round pick over the last month and a half? No. How many teams do you think are in the finals that have Stefan Diggs? That's my well, thing. That's like, I, well, I'm just I'm I'm voicing my opinion and amount. analysis to people that may have Stefan Diggs sitting on their bench. Maybe they benched him like six weeks ago because they realized, wow, he's not doing anything. Because the thing is, once you bench a guy, a stud player, a player that has high draft capital one time in your right, you feel fine leaving him on the bench. Like, mm-hmm. prove it to me that I should put him back in my lineup. Why should I put Stefan Diggs back in my lineup? Is lineup? he a stud, no. Erickson, at this point? No. I mean, no, 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 he has not been a stud. He's not been a bingo. stud since the beginning of last year. You know, he was struggling down the stretch in the second half of last season. And we're seeing it again, the second half of this season. So, and then you're considering the matchup. It's not like he's facing the last, he was facing the Chargers last week. That was a perfect spot for him. We saw Gabe Davis absolutely go nuclear and Stephon Diggs did nothing. Preach. So for me, Preach. Patriots, second best defense in DVOA against number one wide receivers, allowing 50 mm-hmm. receiving yards per game or under 50 receiving yards per game to opposing number one wide receivers like Diggs had a decent game against the Patriots when he first faced him because he scored a touchdown like that's all you're hoping for is like oh well he scored a touchdown so there are plenty of receivers that have touchdown upside offenses that I think could do better than the Bills this week playing against the Patriots defense that's been better over the last couple weeks so yeah I'm gonna sit Stephon Diggs the fun thing about this job is there's always tape of you being wrong but there's also tape of you being right and I remember back in August, fading Stefan Diggs and arguing with two other fellows. I can't remember their names about Stefan Diggs and me saying, oh, you know, I, I'm just not feeling Diggs this year. I think Darn. it's time, you know, it's he's been in the league a long time. <clears throat> it's it, There's bound to be decline here at the age and what we're starting mm. to see here. Feels good. Feels good to get here week 17. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. you have to wait a little longer for your validation. But I love it. Sitting Stefan Diggs is bold, Erickson. It's very bold. 
I don't know if I would have bold. the cojones to do it bold. still, but you make a good. I, okay, I'm. I like it. I like it. I think it's the right call. It is a little bold when you're sitting your first round pick. I know it's about winning, but at the end of the day, it's really hard to sit there and go, you know, you wake up Monday morning and say, Stefan Diggs, how did I sit him? And then he ended up having a good game. So I don't know if I can find that many wide receivers right now to start over him. That's my thing with the way the quarterback oh, plays. I, been I can list you in off the guys I'd rather Ooh, I'm sure you can. Stefan Diggs is wide receiver Collins. I'd rather start Chris Godwin. I'd rather start Zay Flowers. I'd ra- like. There are plenty of guys. Yes, but would you rather start play? See, that's not the question. The question is, would you rather play Noah Brown or Rashid Shahid or JSN or Gabe Davis on his own team? No, no, not those guys. But that's that's the thing. I want to make sure I put that out there. If you're in a two-wide receiver league, I understand where Eric's is coming from. Well, that's why you check the rankings. That's why we do rankings, people. Check the rankings, bro. (laughs) If it's a three-wide receiver league, I think Stefan Diggs is going to play. But you make a good case for fading him anyway, regardless. D-bro... Who's another wide receiver you're fading? This one's a gut punch to you, I know. Oh, Drake London. And it's Poor really Drake more London. of like the, the <laughs> Hadouken from Arthur Smith, man. Like, he keeps punching us and punching us and punching us down. And it is what it is. It's a terrible matchup for Drake London since week 10. Chicago's allowed the six fewest PPR points per target to perimeter wide receivers. I, I To be honest... I don't know how Atlanta really moves the ball in this game. Um, Chicago has been just an elite defense. And yes, they have people versus passing games versus the run game. I don't know how they're going to move the ball. We shall see. The under is fully in play in that game. And I would happily bet all the unders for Drake London's uh, props this week because I don't think he does much of anything. All right. So London also riding the pine. Erickson, give me another name at wide receiver that's out for you. So you mentioned him briefly before, Noah Brown, for me. Mm. Uh, two of his three best games have come this year with Nico Collins not in the lineup. So we've really seen we've seen one big game from Noah Brown all year long when Collins has been healthy. So, again, I just don't like those odds. I know that it is a good matchup against Tennessee Titans. I know that C.J. Stroud is going to come back. But I just don't think that Noah Brown is necess- necessarily a focal point of this offense when they are designing a game plan. Looking at last week, he had zero targets in the first half until garbage time in, in the fourth quarter. Like, Noah Brown was a, an absolute ghost. Like, he would have put up a zero stat line if it weren't for garbage time with David Mills just kind of coming in and just checking the ball down to Noah Brown. So, for me, I don't think that the boom potential with him, with Collins back and healthy, even with Stroud under center, I don't think it outweighs the risk potential where he could just be a total goose egg for you in your lineup. And, I just don't think that this is the spot or the week in week 17 to take a risk on Noah Brown. It'd be different if Collins wasn't playing. I I think that he would have definitely more upside, but just the odds I think are stacked against him more than for Noah Brown this week, even in a plus matchup with Stroud back. So I, Uh, the only question I have Erickson is with Nico, is he really fully like he only played 47% of the snaps last week. Like is that the, the team? I mean, the team had seven offensive plays in the second half, and then it was the yeah. fourth quarter, and they put Davis Mills in. So, like, it, it was That's a blowout, like, That's same fair. thing with Singletary. I, I know people are going to ask. That's why I'm throwing yeah. it out there. Yeah. Singletary <clears throat> the people only there. played, like, 44% of the snaps because they put in Pierce at the end of the game in the fourth quarter when yeah. it was already a blowout. Okay. All right, let's get to another wide receiver for you, Derek. Who is the last guy on your list here that you're worried about starting? I'm not playing Curtis Samuel. Look, I'm sorry if you missed the, the Fantasy Points gravy train earlier in the season. <laughs> I'm sorry. We talked about him numerous weeks on numerous shows, but if you're playing Curtis Samuel at this point, you're just point chasing. So please don't mm-hmm. like San Francisco All has right. been shutting down opposing slot wide receivers since week 10, 12th lowest PPR points per target to slot wide receivers. So 
Yeah, I don't I don't really want to play anybody <laughs> from the commander's offense, to be honest. Gotcha. All right. Uh, next guy on your list and final one here, Erickson, is the guy we talked about on the prediction show uh, just yesterday as well. So let's talk more about George Pickens again. Yeah, speaking of uh, not chasing points, mm. uh, George Pickens for me is someone I don't not want to chase into this week. Obviously, massive week on Christmas Eve Eve, almost 200 receiving yards, but he had six targets, like 22% target share, nothing out of the ordinary. His role didn't change in the offense, except he just happened to catch slants and downfield balls that he doesn't always catch or rip off 80-yard touchdowns on. So I just don't think what he did last week was super sustainable, especially in a tougher road matchup against the Seahawks who are tougher against perimeter receivers, top 10 and fewest fantasy points allowed first fourth most against slot wide receivers. So I think Seattle is a team that you want to attack more over the interior of their defense and not necessarily the perimeter. Last two weeks, Seattle has limited opposing receivers to under 88 yards total, which is fourth fewest for me. So George Pickens for me, he's boomer bust. He boomed last week. So uh, you know what's coming next. Bust. All right, well, let's put it to the test. Who should I start? Number 27 ranked George Pickens against Seattle or... On the other side of this game, Tyler Lockett at number 28. Erickson? I think that Lockett just has a safer floor. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Derek's nodding his head. He's in agreement. Derek Brown, number 43, Odell Beckham Jr. against Miami, or number 47, Curtis Samuel against San Francisco. <sighs> hey, these are the reasons. This is real. I'd love real to say right neither. Here. Neither. I know, but, but you can't. Like, this is what happens. Gotta start OBJ. Uh, I, I'll go. Yeah, I'm going to go with OBJ. Big game. I'd rather be tied MVP to Lamar than Brissett. Right? Lamar's yeah. the MVP. Hey. Got to play yeah. the wide receiver that's got the MVP quarterback. If everyone's telling me sure Lamar's MVP. Brock Purdy, apparently right now. It's not Brock Purdy. It's not. It's Christian McCaffrey. No, and I'm gonna no it's not. It's Lamar Jackson. To, oh, God, beat this here we go. Until he loses to Miami this week. And when they lose to Miami Lamar this Jackson week. Lamar Jackson has looking up. the best record. And he actually lost. His best receiver is a rookie wide receiver. That's like fair. You want to he's lost his Preach, best Erickson. offensive Preach. player in Mark Andrews, and he's he's like top five in yards per attempt. Question: Imagine if Lamar Jackson when had they the lose to Miami weapons. this week. When they lose okay. to Miami this week, they're not going to. When they do, uh, they're not. When they do, who's at the top of the board? Uh, who's at not the top of the lose. board? Who? I, I mean, at the top say, of the board. Okay, live in the world where they do. Let's say something happens, things go awry. Ball doesn't bounce their way. Miami plays a great game. Mm. Well, I mean, I think it also depends board. on it's if Lamar Purdy. plays bad or not. It's not I mean, Purdy. It, it, it depends is. on if Lamar plays it's well or not. It's not Lamar. It becomes Christian McCaffrey who's going to go absolutely bananas against Washington. Not, and people are going to go. Not betting on a non-quarterback. Not happening. <clears throat> I think it's time. I not, think it's time. I mean, not, and it's not going to be Tua mm -hmm. even if they win it. I'm telling you right now. All right. Not, let's get to the other positions here. Uh, and, and this is funny because I just said his name. So, Debro, give me a quarterback <laughs> that you want to sit. See what I did there? Yeah. Right. See what yeah, I did. Look, look. We, we were talking about Tua in that conversation just now. So <laughs> I just said at the very end, I said, and, and, said it, and even if Miami wins, it ain't going to be Tua. I'm telling you right now, it's that's not going to be Tua either. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Well, Tua, we've seen the range of outcomes for his fantasy point production per week has been wide. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is another bus game. I mean, looking at Tua going against the Baltimore Ravens, their last five games, seventh fewest passing yards per game allowed, eighth lowest passer rating. Like, you could run the ball versus Baltimore. You do not need to throw the ball versus Baltimore. Now, Miami's probably going to do that anyway, but we shall see. Mike Padino's a smart guy. I think they kind of put the wraps on Tua and they run the ball and they run it religiously and just lean on their defense in this game. And if that's the case, Tua's not scoring fantasy points. Sit him. All right. Erickson, a quarterback you're worried about who you don't think can win you a championship. Trevor Lawrence. 
I mean, he hasn't mm-hmm. been winning people much of anything all year <laughs> yeah. long. Now, look, Panthers are third worst matchup for fantasy quarterbacks this year. Uh, and he's just like not healthy. Like he every week he's entering the game with concussion, shoulder injury, ankle injury. Like he's totally banged up. He says he's going to try to play this week. <sighs> but like what extent? Like we already talked about benching Calvin Ridley. It's for all the same reasons. Like it's this horrible matchup. You know, last week was the best matchup you could ask for against the Buccaneers. And Lawrence didn't even finish the game. So I, yeah. Also looked bad when he was in the game. So just to throw that yes, out there. That, yes. That again, like he's just not a hundred percent. Like he cleared mm-hmm. the concussion protocol. Should he have cleared the concussion protocol? But the Jaguars are desperate right now. And, but they're also, well, they've lost four games in a row. They were eight and three or nine and three. Now they're nine and seven. You know, it's just not a good look for Trevor Lawrence. All right. Erickson, what about tight end? Who's out for you potentially at that position in week 17? Uh, Dalton Kincaid. Just, you yeah. Know, yeah. With Dawson Knox back the last three games, Kincaid's production has just absolutely plummeted. Ugh, which Played is so exciting. Played fewer snaps than Knox the last week. Only ran around 52% of the dropbacks. Tight end finishes 29, 80, 52. And the matchup is horrible. Patriots are the second worst matchup for fantasy tight ends this season. So Kincaid, you just can't trust him with Knox back in the lineup. All right, Debro, who's another big fade at tight end? Well, people are going to gravitate right back to Dalton Schultz because Calvin, I mean, uh, CJ Stroud is going to play this week and no, 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 you do not need to. Tennessee has been shut down versus tight ends this year. Yeah. Seventh fewest receiving yards allowed per game. One, one receiving touchdown all year given up to tight ends. How many? Mm-hmm. One. Uh, I wasn't. Erickson, did you know how many? One. Only one. Yeah. Just okay. one. All right. Uh, Debro, give me a defense that doesn't make the cut for championship week. Just gonna stay with Houston, man. I, I can't play them. Their 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 secondary is falling apart. Yes, they have a good run defense. Yes, you're probably play, facing Will Levis. Those are good things. But since week twelve, DST sixteen. I you, no, not playing them. <laughs> Erickson, a defense you don't want to play in week seventeen for all the marbles. Dallas, uh, they're playing Detroit. Projected shootout. Mm. I just think there are way better options. I mean, why would you play a uh, defense against Jared Goff, even though he's on the road, when there are defenses playing like twelve different backup quarterbacks this week? I just think yep. there's like a bazillion other better ways. I mean, Dallas DST I think is like ECR twelve or or thirteen, so like on that fringe. But it's like they're more name cache than anything at this point. Yeah. So I think you can drop them and just add a DST with a better matchup. Overall. Why play them when you can play the Bears for weeks? Ah, yeah. oh, you ah oh, the Bears. Duh. Bears, 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 by Bears, the Bears. way, we're disappointing last week, so I'm going to take the L on this one. They had three points, so well, they, they won. They covered, I, so that's all I, I know they won, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I told people to start the Bears defense, so I'm going to take. I'm going to own same, it. Same. I own it. Wow, God forbid Joe. anybody in the fantasy community owns anything when they're wrong, but I'm going to own it. I was wrong about that. They had gone 14, 14, 17, and then they put up a three spot against freaking Arizona in their own building frustrating but against are hard to project because they're all turnover based as we try <laughs> yeah, to tell well, everybody that it's like yeah. it's never a lie well, there's gonna be turnovers this weekend that's for darn sure but again if you need extra help make sure you're using the fantasy pros tools go check out the rankings in the ecr or fantasypros.com slash rankings and fantasypros.com slash start that very important who should i start tool that will help you make those good decisions or you can just hit us up on discord fantasypros.com slash chat that'll do it for us but the story of the game goes on for andrew erickson and Derek brown i'm joey p we'll see you next time kids thanks for listening to the fantasy pros fantasy football podcast if you love the show the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on apple podcasts at fantasypros.com slash review or on spotify Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.